celebrating 2,000 years of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. From the nation's capital to the Sunshine State. It's compelling. The high plains of Kansas and the northeast corner of the land of enchantment. It's Friday. The land of EWTN all across the Lone Star State. It's GRN Alive. Bringing you faith, fun, and facts. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us on the show. Call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this special GRN Alive broadcast the day after Thanksgiving. This is a pre-recorded show, so no phone calls, and we have a limited crew here. Cecil is here, and Diane is running the board for me, but uh, Dr. Malloy and Alex Trevino are not here because they're enjoying their family and Thanksgiving weekend, and so hope you are as well. It's Friday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time, and a couple of days away from Advent. Very, very special time of the year. Hopefully, you are spending time with family and friends. In just a moment, uh, I'm going to have a chat with Dr. Ray Garendi. He's on the line with me and he is going to invite you to do what I think he's probably never done before and be part of a virtual audience for some shows that he is going to be recording from his Ann Arbor studio this coming Monday, November 30th. And we'll tell you more about that and how you can be participating in that show virtually, regardless of where you are around the country. And then in a little while, we're going to talk about uh, a wonderful event coming up in February called the Seek uh, 21 event. Uh, it's part of Fellowship of Catholic University Students. I have a really dynamic uh, young lady, Jessica Martinez, who's going to be in studio with me talking about that. She's a team director in North Texas for Focus. And uh, it's a neat event. It's going to be virtual, and uh, she'll tell you about it. And then later in the show, uh, in studio, Chris Parsons is a wonderful, uh, engaging Irishman from Newfoundland, Canada. And he's written a book called A Little Spark. And uh, it's really a neat book. In fact, I'm going to give five of them away at the end of the show uh, for you. And I'll explain how I'm going to do it. It's not just call or email. It's a little bit trickier than that. But I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation uh, with Chris Parsons about that book, A Little Spark. All right. And all that, it gets started with Dr. Ray Garendi, who's patiently waiting for me to stop talking. Dr. Ray, good morning. How are you? I thought I'd never get a chance, Dave. <laughs> we got we got to say goodbye to you now, Dr. Ray. It's been really fun. Thanks so much for being with yeah. us. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get like six words in here, but they're gone. <laughs> we can give you two words. How's that? <laughs> uh, you know, I want to talk about this taping because, uh, you know, every, everything's different in 2020. Everything's, you know, the, the gatherings and all that. But you have been, uh, and we'll talk about that just a moment, but you have been uh, outspoken. And I, I've been so delighted in some of your manologues that you've given on your show, The Doctor is In, uh, over the last few months about some of the dynamics happening in our culture. And, of course, this is Thanksgiving weekend. And in some states, you, you can't even gather with your family. In some states, you can. And there's that awkwardness and distancing and masks and just wanted to kind of get your perspective from a a psychological standpoint of uh, what is your assessment of what is happening in our culture especially when it comes to you know interpersonal relationships due to covid and the pandemic and the fear and all that my assessment is backed by more research and surveys coming out which is there has been a devastating 
broad-based mental health um, consequence of all of this, David. Uh, one survey found, for example, this was taken in June, I think, among college kids, one quarter, 25% of those people in the zest of life complained of serious anxiety or depression. Hmm. We have statistics that say the suicide rate has gone through the roof. The overdose rate in some places has just jumped dramatic, dramatically. So these are what you would call the unintended, invisible victims and byproducts of what we're doing. On one hand, we say, all right, we have to get this under control. We have to save lives. That, that is understandable. On the other hand, I think it's fair to ask, is the approach we're taking the only one? Because it has done incredible damage to the human condition, not to mention the fact that the social glue that is so natural to people smiling at each other and talking with each other and not turning on each other and not getting hostile with each other because somebody's not wearing a mask right has really, really taken a dissolved beating um, so I, it's easy for somebody to hear me saying, okay, that's it. He says, don't wear masks. He says, do what you want. I'm not saying that at all. So let's make that clear. All right. But what I am saying is we do need to be aware of all the unintended byproducts. I've had many doctors tell me, for example, I had a, a cardiologist tell me that he's had people come to him that are much farther down in their heart pathology because they didn't come in. They mm -hmm. were afraid to go in because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, others have told me people have skipped biopsies. They have not done testing that they should have done. They put it off because they were so afraid of COVID. And if you look at the numbers, again, the numbers look devastating, but proportionately. I'll, give you, I'll just give you a small example. In Ohio, we're averaging about seven or 8,000 new cases per day. Mm -hmm. The population of Ohio is 11.5 million. Yeah. On any given day in Ohio, that means that of the people testing positive, it's approximately one in 1,500 residents. Wow. Okay. <laughs> if you take then these statistics, and these are CDC statistics, that say, for example, if you're under 70, the chances of you surviving a COVID infection is 99.9. Yeah. So if you have one in 1,500 people on an average day, oh, wait a minute, Dr. Ray, that's per day. Okay, so let's take 90 days of that. So you now have 90 people out of 1,500 yeah. testing positive. So you're still at one in 150, roughly. Yeah. So, you know, the statistics, yes, the, the, the numbers are bad, and it, and it has been as bad as anything we've faced since since roughly the Spanish flu, although the Hong Kong flu in 1968 was pretty devastating. Yeah. We yeah. lost 100,000 people at a population much smaller than what we have now, and we didn't do any of this. So the question becomes, is there a balance? Is there some kind of balance other than shutting down people's Thanksgivings and telling folks you can't, you have to watch your grandmother die alone in a nursing home? And by the way, there's all kinds of reports that that's happened all over the place. 
So that's that's been my response to this, and I think that trickling research is starting to come in that is confirming this. Yeah. So if you're going to follow the science, you've got to follow all of the science, not just the science that says, all right, we have to stop this at all costs. Yeah. And, you know, you and I, of course, are in media, and we have been for many years. We love to think that uh, media has a great influence on people, especially when it comes to Catholic radio. But I think we're seeing the impact of the media in a negative way, because when you have the drumbeat of fear being pounded daily and daily and daily by a lot of news agent news outlets that has an impact and i think too many people are buying into it and they they aren't even hearing the other side of the story they're just like i, I need to be afraid you know don't you think the media is responsible for a lot of this i have never seen in my career 40 years as a psychologist i have never seen this level of anxiety panic reaction isolation, separation, ever. Not, nothing even remotely close to this level. I'm dealing with clients who still won't come out of their house. Yeah. I'm dealing with folks who, I, I tell you, a very common phenomenon is that these young parents are not allowing the grandparents to come and visit their grandchildren. Yeah. Oh, I've heard a bunch of that. I've heard of that too, yeah. Now, the interesting thing, here's the interesting statistic I saw recently. The most squeamish group of all the groups is the under 35 group, wow. millennials. They are the wow. most squeamish about this, which is ironic because they are by far the least likely to have serious complications because of this. Yeah, interesting. The statistics said that under age 35, you have 10 times the chance of being murdered than you have of dying of COVID and 40 times the chance of dying in a car accident than you have dying of COVID. Yeah. But that shows you the power of the media because they digest media, they, they, they digest social media. So their view is they are among the most fearful of the population groups. And they're not using their reason. Well, Dr. Ray, those are uh, great, great points backed by science. And uh, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, like I said, I, I have just really enjoyed listening to your monologues and uh, the common sense that uh, comes out of you during the show. Let's pivot a little bit and talk about what's happening on Monday. As I mentioned before, Dr. Ray uh, is inviting you to be part of his live television show audience uh, from the comfort of your own home. It's this Monday, November 30th. Uh, he's going to host three different Living Right with Dr. Ray TV shows from his studio in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time this coming Monday. So can you fill in the details and how should people respond and register and uh, what, what, what will they actually be doing during those times, Dr. Ray? Well, one good thing about having a virtual audience is nobody can throw anything at you. <laughs> you know, the live audience, they throw stuff at you, they throw all of that. You can yeah. be in your bunny slippers. We'll have a special section for those in their bunny slippers and their Afghan. Uh, I can talk to you. You'll be on monitors, three huge monitors in the studio. You can talk to me. You can ask me questions. We can interact. And I will have some tremendous guests there for you to ask questions of. And, of course, Father Larry will be there as, as one of our segments. If you go to drray.com, B-R-R-A-Y.com forward slash virtual, you can say, I'd like to come to the one thirty. I'd like to be at both, whatever you wish. And you can, you can have your kids there too. We'd love the kids to be there. That's not a problem. 
Uh, you got a dog, maybe he can take up a spot. But yeah, <laughs> I, I would suggest a bigger dog. The smaller ones you can't see. <laughs> this has been the way we've tried to creatively solve the problem of me not being able to have a live audience. Um, and so if you'd like to do it, dear people, please go there. Um, and we're only asking you to commit if you come. If you want to commit for one show, you got to be there the whole time. You can't disappear. I don't want to be at the end of the show having three people looking at me and everybody else went to the bathroom. <laughs> so, so go to the bathroom before you can get on the air. It usually takes anywhere between an hour, an hour and a half to tape a full show. Uh, and there will be interaction. And, and I think this we're going to have some fun with it. And you can be comfortable in your own house. You don't have to worry about it. So big invite going out. Yeah. Do you know when these are going to air? Is it going to be pretty soon this year or next year or what? Probably be sometime in the spring. Okay. Okay, this is uh, this is season 10. We're taping season 10 of Living Right with Dr. A on EWTN. Uh, it airs on Saturday nights at uh, your time, central time, is 9 o'clock. And then it airs a couple times during the week also. So hopefully, we think this will we think this will be fun. And uh, this will work out and Love, love to have you. The audience makes the show, in my opinion. They can get another host, but I can't get other audiences. Yeah, and I just want to say that, uh, you know, you and your producer, Dick Ross, came out here, I guess it was a, what, a couple of years ago, and uh, we had a couple of tapings live with the studio audience, and uh, I still have people telling me, you know, I went to that Dr. Ray taping, it was so fun, and hopefully, you know, once all this blows over and COVID is in our rearview mirror, do you, are you going to take it on the road again, hopefully? We'd love to come back down to you. Yeah, yeah, we'd love it. It was so much fun. People, people had a blast. And so this is the next best thing, I guess, during COVID. So again, go to drray.com forward slash virtual. It's going to be uh, live tapings, 1.30, 4 o'clock, and 6.30 Eastern Time. Uh, I guess you can do more than one if you want, but you got to at least be there for all 90 minutes of the, of the taping. Uh, show up 15 minutes early. It's going to be this coming Monday, November 30th, and uh, you can say, tell your grandkids one day, I was on the Dr. Ray show virtually, and uh, who knows? This and may be the interesting way- too, David, they'll, they'll see themselves because we will have a camera facing the monitors. Oh, cool. So they will see themselves on TV, uh, just like an audience. Uh, I would also I would also say to them too that um, if they if they choose to do this, they will get an email. Everybody will get an individual email with the uh, link to just click on, so that they they can be straight on the air. Uh, if if they if they want to interact, they will need a decent headset microphone so we can hear them. Okay, all right, very good. So. Um Again, I think they're they're limiting it to sixty guests per show, and uh, of course, we're just a couple of days away from this now. And so, get online and register, and I think it should be a lot of fun. One thirty, four o'clock, six thirty p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Doctor Ray Show, the TV show, and uh, you can be on with him via Zoom. All right, Doctor Ray, uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, anything else? I hope you have a, a happy Thanksgiving. I know where you are. There, I think there are more restrictions uh, being placed on you than where I am in. Texas, but uh, hopefully you're able to get around and have some fun with family. You've got such a huge family. Are they all coming in town, or uh, what, are you, what are you doing this weekend? 
Well, my wife and I got into a parent protection program uh, <laughs> so that we're going to be relocated in Montana. The children might have a tough time finding us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if they're listening, they know where you are. All right. Uh, Dr. Ray, thanks so much. Uh, and, I, and again, I, I, I echo uh, Dr. Ray, what he says, you know, be not afraid, follow the science as uh, we're always told to do, and uh, just make prudent, informed decisions about how we can handle all the, the craziness of 2020 and the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And that does it for our first segment of this show. This is a pre-recorded GRN Alive show here on uh, the last couple of days of our liturgical calendar. We're going to be celebrating New Year's Day here in a couple of days, liturgically speaking, with Advent and uh, beginning the Advent season. How amazing. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Jessica Martinez in studio uh, with Focus about their Seek 21 event. That's going to be, like everything else this year, a little bit different. It's in February. It's going to be different. And then later on the show, uh, hang out with us as I talk to Chris Parsons, the author of a wonderful children's book called A Little Spark. And I'm going to give five people a chance to uh, have one of these books mailed to them. And there's a little bit of a twist, but I'll explain that in the last five minutes of the show uh, today. Dr. Ray, God bless you. Hope you have a great weekend. And thanks again. Thank you, David. We'll be back with more GRN Alive right after this. Next week, we will be hosting our quarterly share on Tuesday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. The GRN is 100% listener-supported, and for only 16 days out of the year, you have the opportunity to be an active part of the GRN family by making a pledge of support for your radio station. Please pray for the success of the share we are so very thankful that you are part of the Lord's divine providence, sharing of your prayers and financial gifts, which sustain the work of evangelization through the powerful means of radio. I invite you to tune in and join us next week as we share how Catholic Radio has changed so many lives for all eternity due to your support to keep your station on the air. This is Len Oswald, President of the Guadalupe Radio Network, with your GRN Family Minute. We are your Catholic Radio. Radio for your soul. Welcome back to GRN Alive on this Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Again, I hope you had a great day yesterday. You're relaxing this morning. And uh, we have a few kind of uh, somewhat unrelated uh, topics today in a moment. Uh, we're going to give you a chance to win an awesome kids book. And uh, five lucky winners are going to win it. This segment, we are going to talk about something that is near and dear to anybody's heart who is listening to Catholic Radio. And that is evangelization of young people, especially college students because that, unfortunately, is an age where many people go off to college and uh, sometimes they lose their faith. But there's one organization that I have grown to really love and appreciate for a long time. It's called Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And uh, I have in studio with me Jessica Martinez. She's a team director for the Focus group at the University of Texas at Dallas here in North Texas, and she's going to be telling us about Seek 21 and some of the modifications of Seek 21 as opposed to Seek 20 and uh, Seek 19 or whatever yep. the last one was. <laughs> uh, it's going to be coming up uh, next year, February 4th through 7th. And so, mm -hmm. Jessica, we did a local interview, and I enjoyed yeah. talking to you so much. I said, we got to do something national. So thanks for coming back. <laughs> thanks for having me again. I love being here. Yeah, and I was talking to Cicel. Cicel's here, of course, as Hello. well. Hey. And uh, Cicel, you gra graduated from college uh, a, a lot more recently than I did. Okay, <laughs> we're going back to the 80s for me. But I'm just thinking about... 
you know, so many college students, and we all did this, we go off to college and then we come back. And Thanksgiving is often the first time the family sees us after we've got a few months of college under our belt. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we may have drifted away from the faith and the kids, the parents notice. And sometimes they may say, wow, you know, you seem like a different person. Yeah. So do you remember Sissel coming back? I know you you went to school locally. I did. What influence did you have in in college uh, faith wise? Well, you know, I went to a local community college and I was living at home, which was fortunate um, that I always at least had my family influence always happening. But when you're in college, you don't always see your family as much as you used to so definitely still even coming around Thanksgiving we would get to kind of regroup and talk together but I did not have any Catholic group in my college um, I had to kind of go out and seek it myself um, no I did, pun intended no, no, seek, no right? pun intended I'm just, just going to tr- keep you know advertising yeah. for them um, go for it <laughs> but I, I did try to go to some other local universities I would try to attend their campus ministries it, it was a strain on my schedule yeah. a little bit I did also work at a Catholic radio station that helped a bit yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did have yeah. a daily you know a weekly influence with that right um, but it was a it was definitely um, much, it was very much my faith had to be my own at that point. I had to go out and seek it rather than it being there for me. Yeah. So it's kind of a yeah. different situation than a lot of college And a lot of people have. won't go seeking it right. uh, if it's not right there. And this is yeah. where Jessica uh, yep. Martinez and other focus missionaries come in because you're right there on the campuses. And so tell us, first of all, for those who are maybe hearing about focus for the first time, what is focus, the mission? Before we talk about seek, uh, well, mm-hmm. what do you guys do? Yes. So focus is a collegiate outreach. I like the word that outreach is in that title because mm-hmm. we go out from the church. We go out onto the campus, into the um, student union, onto the library, um, sometimes in a classroom. <laughs> we can sit down yeah. on some classes or something with the students. But we really go, go out to where the students are and we meet them and encounter them and invite them into a relationship with Jesus Christ within the context of a personal friendship mm-hmm. with, with ourselves. Yeah. Well, you and I talked about that. I remember when I went off, because I went out of state, Mm -hmm. and I had gone to a small Catholic high school, and I went off to a school in Arkansas, and it was like, freedom! And sometimes that can (laughs) Mm -hmm. be a good thing, and sometimes not such a good thing. And so, do you find, uh, you know... uh, you know, I know you're dealing with freshmen and maybe even some graduate students in different mm-hmm. levels, but generally they're receptive to your overtures of saying, I want to tell you about Jesus and the Catholic Church. <laughs> I mean, I think it is different on every campus, different in every state, yeah. depending on the culture of of that university. But it's been a positive experience so far here at UT Dallas. It's something I've enjoyed getting to know the students and they have been very welcoming to me and my team. Yeah. How many, roughly speaking, uh, different campuses, universities, colleges are is focused in across the country? Do you, do you know approximately? Yes. We are serving at about 171 campuses across the United States and in Europe, and about nine parishes also have focused missionaries as wow. well. Yeah, and so much of evangelization is person to person and mm-hmm. being able to shake hands and talk to people. And yes. so what has been the uh, adaptations or the limitations of being mm-hmm. a focused missionary in 2020? It's definitely been a challenge. Um, we moved virtually through mm-hmm. a lot of our Bible studies are hosted um, online over um, different kind of group video calls. I have my Bible study on Google Duo. Um, a lot of it is, I mean, I call up my students when normally I would have a cup of coffee with them. Yeah. And I say, bring your own coffee and let's chat. 
Mm. You know, a lot of our encounters have to be mediated through through other means or through socially distant um, <laughs> activities outside, yeah. you know. And I remember you telling me and tell the story again about how well, you, I think you were going to University of North Texas yes. and you came across a focus missionary that hit an impact on you. And here you yes. are, a focus missionary yourself. Well, well, what was you obviously were ready for it. Tell us your own story of yes. how uh, they, they influenced your life. Um yeah, she's wonderful. Her name, she's now a religious sister, actually. Oh, so really? It's really cool. Oh, that's yeah, cool. her name is Sister Emmanuel Fiat of the Heart of the Father. Bomb name. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the CFR <laughs> sisters. But oh, yeah. yeah, she um, accompanied me through college for three years. Mm. Um, the last three years of my time at UNT, she walked with me to Jesus. I would say that's, um, she taught me how to pray. She invited me to read the scriptures with her. She showed me what it means to have like a regular sacramental life, you know, going to daily mass, um, regularly going to confession and just shared herself with me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And look at that. Uh, here's the proof. And here you are, a focus <laughs> missionary uh, in Catholic radio. So uh, how awesome. Jessica Martinez, again, team director at University of Texas at Dallas. Before we're finished with this segment, uh, we're also going to let you know how you can uh, support, uh, your, you know, focus missionaries. And we always say, you know, support Guadalupe Radio Network and uh, a lot of apostolates. And we always, when we um, have an opportunity, let you know, uh, you know, how you can uh, use your funds to uh, spread the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, especially with this uh, very important group. And and by the way, we mentioned, you know, Cecil has a new position. She's starting on December 11th, and yes. it's uh, mainly focusing on young people. And so this nice. is such a part. I should, you should and be doing this interview. What am I in here for, <laughs> Cecil? Come on. Yeah, hey, what's going on? Don't worry, I'll be reaching <laughs> out, out to you soon. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, a big part of our mission is we're trying to reach this age group, as you are. So mm-hmm. let's talk about Seek 21 yeah. and what Seek 21 means in preparing it in the 2020 because yes. it's not till next year but what, what is this yes. all about what is it so seek is our national event it is a usually a five-day conference um, over the winter months and it is i really like that it's called seek because it's an area where students and young adults parishioners lay people religious priests can all come and ask the big questions in life like what am i seeking what yeah. is my purpose and were you able to have one in 2020 before COVID? Was it back in February? Yes, or back, tell us about that. That must have been huge. Yes, that was um, SLS 19. So before we had alternating years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be called Student Leadership Summit. And um, that was geared towards more of training our student leaders mm. to be able to go out gotcha. and to reach others. Um, well, some of those aspects are now going to be incorporated into SEEK as well. Um, being able to also train our students, inspire them first to have mm-hmm. an encounter with the Lord, but then to also equip them to lead others to the Lord as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this year, it's go. Well, I should say in 2021, it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit different. And I uh, don't quite understand the, the, <laughs> how it works, but instead of one big gathering, it's going to be done at the individual chapters mm-hmm. of focus on the, yes. the various, how, how does that look and how, how does that work? Yes. So it's still very much like a moving puzzle piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, depending on what COVID, we don't know what COVID's going to look no, like we don't. in the spring. Yeah. But right now we are focused national. We'll stream the content, the keynote speakers, um, the different kind of breakout sessions with speakers of different topics. Um, to everyone Mm -hmm. and everyone is encouraged to host um 
their own seek locally depending on the regulations of their state um, obviously safety comes first and we want everyone to to be healthy and to be safe so maybe it could be gathering at a parish hall maybe mm-hmm. it could be gathering um maybe small groups within homes or communities you know it could it depends on what what their situation is so that's kind of like reaching beyond just colleges then yeah okay so like can young adult groups at different parishes be involved yes anyone can actually sign up to go to seek so this is a really great all right sign up sissel she's a young adult uh yeah yeah, young student leader right for high school kids uh yes i am for high school kids and i help with our youth minute i mean our young adult ministry at our parish as well so So let's use her kind of as a uh test uh you know so (laughs) what what what, what What do i need to do (laughs) yeah what would she do no 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 absolute you know commitment here but uh, (laughs) because there's people across the network right now they're in sissel's position or maybe Mm -hmm. they're they're leading a youth group or something in a college campus or you know so what uh, what, what, what do they need to do? Yeah, well, I will say SEEK is geared more towards an older crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is college students, yeah. young adults, and up. Yeah. Um, but I would say check out seek.focus.org for all the main stuff that <laughs> I'm going to be telling you anyway. Yeah. Um, but I would say you, if you have a desire to serve the church, if you have a desire to encounter the Lord, if you desire for other people to do that, sign up for SEEK. Um, and it is, so it's over February 4th through the 7th. And something that's very unique to the seek is that the schedule is kind of broken up to fit the needs of the everyday person. Uh-huh. So it's a, a Thursday evening, a Friday evening, all day Saturday and a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So if you have a job or you're going to class or you have kids, this schedule is very flexible and doable to, to fit into everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. Is there a cost or to register? Yes. So if you are a student on a focus campus, um, the cost for SEEK is $50 currently right now until December 15th, um, 2020. And the mm-hmm. cost will go up um, after that. Um, if you are a non-student, it is $129 for individuals. Um, there is a special group price, though. So if you get a group of nine other people, so a group of 10, you can sign up for $449. So it roughly comes out to, yeah, under mm-hmm. under $50 per person. Yeah, yeah. So we're no, really nice. encouraged to bring some friends. Yeah, definitely. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. org. Jessica Martinez is my guest here on GRN Live. It's the day after Thanksgiving. I I love the day after Thanksgiving because <laughs> I, I know we're not into Advent yet, okay? <laughs> but uh, we're, we're on the, yes, the we're home stretch yes. to Christmas. This yes. is the best time of the year. I just love it. It's just the, so I don't know, the warm fuzzies and it's just such a, such a cool time of the year. Uh, Jessica is a team director at the University University of Texas at Dallas for Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And tell us about some of the speakers and the topic. Is there an overall theme or, or anything like, like that you should tell us about? Yeah. I mean, some of the speakers, We, I mean, everyone's heard of Father Mike Schmitz, right? Oh, yes. Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's wonderful, great. Wonderful, holy man. Yeah. Um, Sister Miriam James Heidlin is a personal favorite. Um, Sister Bethany Madonna, Curtis Martin, our founder mm-hmm. and CEO. Um, Curtis is a great speaker. Curtis is great. Yeah, Dr. Dynamic. Edward Shree, too. Oh, yeah. I love Dr. Edward Shree. Yeah, yeah. They're wonderful. And many more. Um, I think the list is somewhere on seek.focus.org. And so everybody will get the main speakers Mm -hmm. and then will there be any like breakaways for like local speakers or anything like that? So that's really exciting. It's still um, 
a lot of details are still to come out. Yeah. But Saturday, we were just going over the schedule with my team, is the day is made up of impact sessions. So yeah. it is where um, the participants can choose their own adventure, kind of. They, they can go to whatever session or topic that they want to learn about. And that will be either streamed um, live through some speakers wherever they are, or they're already pre-recorded. Um, but like for this event, not mm-hmm. like it was like previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are what are the the biggest challenges or maybe objections? Or I'm sure not everybody is just like yes, tell me more, tell me more. I mean, do you ever have people that say, you know, I just have some serious questions about the Catholic faith or anything that that comes up that you maybe have to kind of work through with uh, students that you're dealing with, or, or or what comes to mind in regards to just mission or just or just mission. you know coming into a deep relationship with Christ or mm-hmm. the maybe teachings of the Catholic Church. Church, is there anything that they may have may struggle with, or what? What are some oh, of the issues? Definitely a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've seen is that people don't understand the why. Yeah, mm. they don't understand why do I need religion? Why isn't it just a bunch of set of rules? Or aren't I just doing this? Isn't just religion to be a good person? Yeah, and people don't know that the actually our faith isn't about being a good person. It's about having a relationship with God, mm-hmm. our Heavenly Father. Yeah, and that's what he instituted the church for to help mm-hmm. us have that relationship with him. Right. This is still several months away. Mm-hmm. Uh, is registration already open for this? Yes, registration yeah. is already open, so you can register right now if you want to. And the cool thing about it is, is that let's say, like I start off talking that parents uh, are with their college kids who came home, mm-hmm. even if there isn't a focused missionary group on their campus, uh, they can still log yes. on with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's not as big of a commitment. It's not like, you know, I'm going to fly across the country right. to an event. Yeah, it's a lot It's just easier. like, mm-hmm. just get on. I mean, you know, even mm-hmm. if you only did one night of it, I mean, you can just kind of test it out and see if you like it, yeah, right? Yeah, which I think people are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've loved every seat conference I've been to. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So part of this, as I mentioned, you guys got to raise some funds to make this happen. Is yes. this done chapter by chapter or uh, tell our listeners about that? Yeah. Yeah, so each focus team is basically hosting SEEK on their campus, depending on what COVID regulations or the size of their campus or size of their ministry looks like. And so we, as a team, are trying to make this as much of a transformative experience as we can, whether it be from the decor that we're decorating, like the old parish hall, or maybe some kind of fun games or activities that are COVID friendly mm-hmm. um, or just maybe hiring a, a singer for praise and worship to uh, adoration, you know, or providing some meals for our students, um, finding ways to make it similar to, to what the larger seek was, but obviously on a more intimate um, level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, obviously some of those things, yeah, cost money, you know, to be able to po- provide meals for 50, 75, 100 students, you know, depending where, where you are and what that looks like. Right. So people go on that same website and they can find their local uh, uh, chapter. Is that how they do it? Yeah, you can check focus.org. That's the main site. Okay. And you can go to focus.org to, yeah, make a donation to Focus National, to whatever Focus team is closest to you, or maybe your alma mater, or to a, directly to a Focus missionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, and along with obviously there's donating funds, but when does Focus start looking for new team members? Because I know like the more team members you have, the more schools that you guys go to. So uh, when do you all start doing that process or has it already happened? It's right. It's going on right now. Perfect. We've already had interviews. Timely question. That's a great one. No, especially for, I want to make a special pitch to any young Catholic 
faithful Catholic men out there, um, there's always hundreds of women who apply to be focused mm-hmm. missionaries. Yeah. But unfortunately, not as many men apply. So we can't, Focus likes to keep the ratio of men to women on teams 50, you know, yeah. keep mm-hmm. it equal. But we can't hire as many women because not as many men apply. So that means if less men apply, that's less campuses that we can go to. So special shout out to the men out there yeah um, men, men need to get on the ball don't they yeah. <laughs> yeah come on it's always that way it's like anything that's faith related i mean i shouldn't say always but a lot of groups they got to get the men you know the women it are is, much more ready to jump thing, in yeah. i'll tell yeah. you guys that come could on. be a whole subject i'm sure we could talk about <laughs> the of yeah just a couple of minutes remaining uh we're talking about focus the fellowship of catholic university students and they are on hundreds of campuses across the land started by curtis martin uh probably at least a, a few decades ago 20 about 20 years ago yeah 20 years ago jessica martinez is the team director at the university of texas at dallas if you want to learn about the seek 21 that we we're talking about it's going on february 4th through 7th seek.focus.org um, otherwise just general information about focus is at focus.org including mm-hmm. uh as we talked about uh, if you want to look into doing what jessica's doing and so yeah, um, if you want to apply to be a focus missionary couple minutes remaining what else would you like to tell our our listeners about the event or just in general or uh sisal uh, yes I, I was just giving you that we have oh. one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were raising your hand i thought you had a I question i always raise my little finger to like say hi <laughs> <laughs> my little pointer finger i need to say something no I was just... okay how funny um <laughs> i would say pray please please pray for Pray for our cold country right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, for everybody, but mm. please especially pray for our young people because we, yeah, I'm a young person and the world tells us so many things are going to make us happy. Yeah. There are so many voices ha- saying things all the time. And so please pray for the protection of of the young people because we are the future of the church and the future of this country. And I love, you know, you embody so much enthusiasm and hope (laughs) and, uh, you know, you got a real uh, beautiful spirit about you and I I think that we need that. And and I'm sure that has a lot to do with the influence, of course, the Holy Spirit, but working through focus and it's, you know, we need that next generation of, or the present generation of young people to be excited about the faith because it's, we're going to, the lay people have to to rise up and boldly proclaim the gospel. And we, we need, um, we need, we weren't meant to do this alone. I think I said this last time, but yeah. we weren't meant to journey to the Lord alone. And I think that's what I love about focus because we're all about accompaniment. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not the savior. We're definitely not, but we walk with each other to the savior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go from this to our next guest. And he wrote a book called The Little Spark. I think that's a nice segue. It's about uh, a little mouse. <laughs> 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 and uh, it's actually a good book. His name is Chris Parson, and he's going to join us uh, here in studio. And you're going to have a chance to win five. Well, five people are going to win a copy of this book. And it's a not really- one person winning five. <laughs> <laughs> they got to keep going back real quickly. Right. Okay. And Jessica, I don't know if you're eligible. Okay. Uh, uh, is uh, it kids book? Cause yeah. I got nieces and yeah, <laughs> all right. So. Well, you got to call in like anybody else. All okay, right. Okay. So Chris Parson joins us next here on Jaren Live Friday. Hope you're having a great uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Jessica, always great to have you in Thank studio. You so Thanks much so for much. Me. Again, go to seek.focus.org for the um, event and focus.org for the general information about the fellowship of Catholic university students. And we'll be back with your Live Friday after this. 
so the neighbor who we've spoken to, you know, just in greeting, but who I don't believe has ever spoken back to us, out of the blue uh, surprised us. One day we were getting the kids in the car for math and asked us if we were going to math. I was dumbstruck for about probably 10 seconds. It was great that we had an opportunity to share about our parish and that we were Catholic. Turned out she was Catholic too and she assumed we were because of the bumper sticker on our car. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Are there any Dr. Ray Garendi fans listening? Well, then you will be excited to hear about this opportunity to participate in an episode of his EWTN TV show, Living Right with Dr. Ray. Due to the pandemic, they've been unable to film new episodes with a live studio audience, but never fear, they have found a way around it. On Monday, November 30th, you can participate virtually in one of three recordings. This means you'll have the opportunity to participate in the show and be seen on TV. All you have to do is reserve a place at drray.com forward slash virtual. Welcome back to GRN Alive on this morning after Thanksgiving. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great day yesterday. It's been a great show so far. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to close out uh, talking about a very Thanksgiving-related topic and a gentleman who came into studio. I did a local interview with him, and I enjoyed talking to him so much. Uh, that I said, come on back and let's do it on the GRN Live show and broaden it to the whole network. His name is Chris Parsons and, uh, he, he's Irish. You'll see that in his, you'll hear that in his voice here in a moment. Uh, grew up in a small filling vi- fishing village in Newfoundland, uh, where he was surrounded by storytellers. And when he became a father, he began creating his own children's stories. And soon he was sharing them with a wider audience. And he has written just a nifty book that I have enjoyed reading called A Little Spark. And uh, he is here to talk about it. And uh, it's, uh, it's a neat book, neat theme. So, Chris, welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm, d- I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, and we're going to give five of these away before yeah. we close out the show today. Yeah, and it's going to be more than just, hey, email me and you get a book. And so uh, talk, first of all, uh, you grew up in Newfoundland, you're Irish, mm-hmm. you had an encounter with John Paul II when you were younger. Tell us about that, yeah. because you're, 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 you're really, your Catholic faith is important to you, isn't very, it? Very, very important. Went to Catholic school, Catholic high school. Yeah, I grew up in a little town called Flat Rock, Newfoundland. Uh, very Irish, storytellers, very musical. And so that's where I sort of got the bug around storytelling and, and the music, which is part of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the highlights of Flat Rock, uh, back in 1984, Pope John Paul came to North America. You remember the, yeah, million, yeah. the million mass in, yeah. in Chicago and Toronto. And as it turned out, Flat Rock has this beautiful grotto, and it was decided that he would come to our little town, 400 people. And so. you knew the mayor, right? Oh, the mayor was my father. <laughs> <laughs> and the mayor greeted him, and it, it was, and yeah. he blessed the fishing fleet. Oh, wow. So I grew up, you know, in that, and very Irish and, yeah. and very Catholic. And, you know, that visit in 1984 had a major impact on on everyone, and particularly me as I stood there, watched my parents greet the Pope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just an amazing, an amazing, Blessing the fishing fleet, yeah, uh, which was really cool. 
Yeah, and I love story storytelling. It's a lost art, and it comes out very much in the book, uh, A Little Spark. And I do want to say also, you are a very successful businessman. Uh, I think you had a career at AT&T. Yeah. And as we talk about this theme, you basically are living the theme of this book, exactly. where you followed a spark. And so to explain the, the, the concept yeah. of The Little Spark. <clears throat> so, you know, when obviously I grew up around, my father was a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and listening to him and my grandfather. So, you know, I left Newfoundland, graduated college, le- uh, left Newfoundland, married Kathleen, had a couple of kids, and we started reading all the classics. Yeah. And then I started creating my own stories. Yeah. And the kids loved them. The audience got bigger, but they grew up, and I was left <laughs> by myself with my <laughs> stories. And I kept working on the stories, and then this idea of Spark came into my yeah. head eight years ago. And I worked on it, developed it, people liked it, and it was really my kids and my wife back three years ago said, you need to do this. This is a passion. You love the storytelling. You created this. You need to really. And three years ago, I decided I need to put more more and more energy. I realized that I couldn't do both. I couldn't be in the technology business. I worked with AT&T, worked with a bunch of startups, lived in different places around the world. And last year, I said, okay, it's time. And Bite the bullet. Yeah, and explained it to all these people who knew me in the technology world. They figured I'm going to another technology company. I said, no, I'm going to focus on children's content. Mm -hmm. And so last year... Uh, left that world uh, the last couple of years, really developed this, the story, the music, all the things around the little spark, and we uh, launched it on October 1st. Yeah. I haven't looked back. Wow, that's the day our, ra- our radio station, October 1st is the anniversary of the station. Oh, really? So, okay. yeah, it's also well, the feast day of well, St. Therese of Lisieux. Yeah. And so let's tie it into the theme of the book, because Spark is not only the a little spark name of the, the book, it's also the main character, which mm-hmm. is a little mouse. Yeah. And he followed his own spark, right? So exactly. t- tell us about exactly. the, the, the plot of the book. So a little spark, he is a mouse. Uh, he's in his community the lowest of the low. They're very yeah. hierarchical uh, structure. And th- the the community is heated by a fire-breathing dragon. Anyway, the dragon's <laughs> fire, yeah, the dragon's <laughs> fire goes out. And they can't figure out how to uh, how to get it back. He comes up with the solution. And all of a sudden, from the lowest of the low to a celebrated hero. Yeah. And he becomes the spark, and then there's a whole journey and a whole set of characters. But we all have that opportunity, and that's yeah. the theme here. We all have that opportunity to be that spark. And that's the overall theme of, of what we're doing. The mm. book is a little spark, but it's really around helping kids and adults look for opportunities to be that spark. Yeah. You don't have to save the world like the little mouse. Mm-hmm. It could be a kid who walks an elderly neighbor across the street. Yeah. So yeah. really trying to help people, kids in particular, it's targeted as a family read aloud. Yeah. So yeah. it's a fully illustrated chapter book. So it's a real story, as you can tell. Yeah. You read yeah. the story. But it's really to be experienced between kids caregivers, parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. anywhere from like three years old to eight, nine years old. And then it could be obviously read. The reading level is about eight. Yeah. So it's it's one of those opportunities to really get 
the family, the children together. There's lessons in the book, which are mm-hmm. really, really important. And it becomes an opportunity for a dialogue. There's music. We use QR codes in there. So it's, it's really meant to be an opportunity for parents and kids to experience a story uh, and hopefully walk away with, hey, I can be that spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, when you came in this morning, uh, I said, I got, you know, I was sitting there and I, I had all these things I wanted to talk to you about because I just had literally finished reading it this morning mm-hmm. and all these things and topics. And I can imagine sitting with my children and saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What's your spark? And so it's a neat book. And again, we're going to give five people an opportunity to win this book. It's a hardback book. It's beautifully illustrated. Uh, the author is Chris, Par- Chris Parsons, who I'm speaking to now. And you didn't write it for 2020, but it's a neat yeah. book that came out because this has been a challenging year, and it really is about overcoming obstacles. In fact, in the book, nobody thought that Spark was going to come back from his journey alive because sure. it was so treacherous and so mm-hmm. dangerous that they pretty much wrote him off. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, I, I, I want to write this year off. And so there, yeah. there's, again, it's not for specifically 2020, but it's a good year for this book to be published. No, absolutely. And the reason he was able to be successful it was because of all the people around him, Yeah, which is like this year. Yeah. Or any year. You know, you're supported by your family. Yeah, it's gloom and doom, you know, at times. But when you have a structure, when you have friends, you can get through it. Mm-hmm. And that's how he, you know, there's magic in there that with the dragon and things like that and some friends who step up and Rosie. Yeah. It's also uh, kind of a love story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it it is. Kinda, a, I want to give it yeah, away, but no, uh, there's, no, there's, there's a little animal love. There's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, of course, I love animals. I'm a, you know, big yeah. animal. Uh, I've got like six, three dogs, three cats, and they're sort of embedded in the book as well. Yeah, yeah. But but there's a lot to that. Together we can do great things, and uh, and that's what comes out of this uh, as a message to to kids. Look out, you know, friends are really important. Forgiveness, all those themes are are built in yeah. and, and then laid out at the back of the book. And also, as you said, don't uh, you know sell anybody short because even Sparks. Dad was yeah. kind of kind of stuck in this caste exactly. system and thinking, yeah. well, you're, you can't yeah. do that. You're yeah. a little mouse, right? Yeah. And he overcame obstacles. And he overcame, and the father changed, yeah, in, in and became his biggest supporter. Yeah, but it's really important that you know we we encourage children to think about what is possible. Yeah, and and you know everyone will be different depending on you know their skills and where they are. But it's really, really important, and that's what you know. We hope, as you know, parents engage with the with the book and the music. There's fantastic music. There's a soundtrack, an audio book, all part yeah. of the I package. Yeah, I want to ask about that because yeah. you had like the QR codes or whatever. Yeah. But before that, let me just ask you one more thing because we're talking about the theme of the book and Little Spark and following the inspiration. And uh, we have uh, so many people and saints and so so many stories that uh, we can draw upon of them, uh, you know, following the, the the Holy Spirit. How how you know we t- began talking about the influence of your Catholicism mm-hmm. and bringing and growing up and you know seeing John Paul II when he visited in 1984. Uh, there's no overt Catholicism in this. It's not. But but how how did your Faith kind of, uh, yeah. you know, influence the way you write very, the book. Very, very strong influence. If you look at the lessons yeah. in there about forgiveness, forgiveness is obviously that's core yeah. in, in our faith and, and from directly from Jesus. So there's a lot of the messages uh, that are, you know, displayed that hopefully kids and parents will talk about are from those teachings. Very, very strong Catholic, but universal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in its in, in in terms of how it could be applied, 
but certainly a lot of uh, how I think and how I live come from Flat Rock and mm-hmm. that little Catholic school and yeah. John Paul on the rock blessing a fishing uh, fleet. You can take the boy out of Flat Rock, no. but you can't take Flat Rock I, out of the boy, right? I, no, and I love <laughs> and I love Flat Rock. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I, I, yeah, we got to remember our past. Talk about uh, you mentioned the music. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a, a a really interesting book because obviously you're talented. You worked in technology and AT and T and all that, and there seems to be a lot that went into this. Mm-hmm. As far as I mean, you, you've got singing and uh, yeah. t- tell us about how they the the the, the parent yeah. or the child gets the music and mm-hmm. plays it as they're yeah. reading the book. So as we, as I developed over a couple of years, the characters, the music sort of came to me. Yeah. You know the scenes and the character, and I I don't I don't play an instrument and I can't sing. <laughs> and everyone tells me, unfortunately, I can't sing. But as I developed uh, the story, the music started coming in my head, and yeah. and I found this guy. Google it. And I said I've got this music, and and I found this guy, little studio Bruce Faulkner, who's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Walked in one day, and he thought I was crazy. I got this. I had it on my iPhone. Me singing, not yeah. good. <laughs> and 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 so over a year and a half, we took these ideas and we created a soundtrack. So there's a full soundtrack, but in the book. There's an ability, as you read the, the book, there's a QR code. You scan the QR code, you know, sitting with your kid, and a song plays. Yeah. Exactly for that moment right. in the story. Now, on the soundtrack, there's a full version of the, yeah. of the song. So it's, it's based on what I found is reading aloud is fantastic. We all know the research around yeah. how that helps kids. We also know the research around music and uh-huh. and how yeah. that develops. You put both together, and you have this very unique experience uh, where you have the music, you have the story, you get to know the characters. Yeah, uh, and we have some incredible voices on on the soundtrack. Your wife sang a song, right? My wife. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say reluctantly, but she was she was surprised because we tried a couple of different yeah. voices, yeah. and it was her voice that. Because she doesn't like to sing, but she has this amazing voice. And I came yeah. up one day and said, hey. She said, no. <laughs> and then two <laughs> weeks later, first time ever in a studio, we recorded uh, My Little One, which is yeah. a really important song. Right, as he's taken off as his he's journey. Taken off, it's and, the mother uh, lamenting, the mother. and it's a beautiful song, beautiful piano yeah. in that song. It's a neat story, and uh, you know, I wrote down so many notes, and uh, unfortunately, we're not able to get to much of it. Uh, bravery, courage, the dignity of the human, you know, not the human person, but the dignity of every, of every animal and creature uh, represented in the, uh, the book. And let's close out. It's it's really a, a nice tie into Thanksgiving, which Absolutely. we celebrated. This is Thanksgiving weekend, and how does the book tie into what we should be celebrating and feeling this weekend? Exactly. Well, as I mentioned, the overall theme is be that spark, and this is the time. Thank. Well, it's any time really to yeah. look for opportunities to do amazing things. Yeah, you don't need to be spark and save the world. But it's really around this time of year thinking what we're thankful for and what we can give. Yeah. Because that's what really defines us. And not what you get. Mm-hmm. I think it was Winston Churchill. It's not what you get that defines you. It's what you give. Yeah. And, and really the idea of be that spark is, is a way in which you can give and, and think about, you know, your impact. Mm-hmm. Especially this time yeah. of year. Yeah. Yeah, because there's always a little voice in our head saying, "Oh, that's a crazy idea. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you're not good enough." Somebody else, you know, and, and it's a, it's a battle. But I think what we're saying is, there's a spark in each of us, and we need to follow it, of course, prayerfully, and just say, "Is this what uh, God you want me to do?" And then go for it. Uh, Chris Parsons is the author. The book is called A Little Spark. I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of. Uh, 
good conversation starters. Read it with your kids. And uh, we're going to give five away right now. Yeah. And uh, you had a great idea. Rather than just saying, hey, email me in first five, I want you to email me and I'll share these with Chris. And uh, tell, tell, tell me in a, in a very, you know, three, four sentences at the most, a little paragraph. What's your spark? Maybe something that you've been bearing for 20 years and you feel God wants you to do. And, uh, you know, or, or how, what, how this conversation may be struck you and uh, what's the spark in your life and then I'll pick five of them and yeah. you'll send five people books absolutely. right absolutely love to That'll okay really because we all have a spark many sparks yeah yeah we sure do and, and, uh, and we got it we got to follow it just absolutely. like the spark like, the little yeah, mouse just like, just like me <laughs> I had no idea that I'd be sitting here with yeah. you having this conversation and life's more exciting yeah. when we follow the inspirations absolutely. isn't it okay yeah. well thanks so much and for those who don't win it uh, obviously you got the online portals do you have a website or yep. Facebook page, or how should they get it? Yeah, so be that spark, one word, uh, dot com is the website. Be that spark on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us. We post everyday videos. You get to really know what we're doing. And then it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Just, you know, look for a little spark, Chris Parsons and. You know, it's, it's available everywhere right yeah, now. So. Yeah, good. Well, congratulations. I know you say you gave me a letter from a six-year-old. Yeah. She said, I want a sequel. Yeah. Uh, and she loved the book, little, the child that uh, wrote this uh, to Mr. Parsons. So uh, that's it's, awesome. The yeah. kids are enjoying it. And I yeah. uh, hope many people will pick it up and be a nice little Christmas gift as well. Absolutely. So, you yeah. know, if people want to give that to their, to their kids. All right. It's called A Little Spark. The author is Chris Parsons. Illustrations by Mike Motz. And uh, bethatspark.com is the website. And again, email me. Here's my email address, Palmer at grnonline.com. And uh, let me know what, what's your spark. What's the spark that you like to follow? What is God inspiring you to do? I'll pick five of them. I'll let you know probably, let's see, uh, later today um, uh, if, if you're a winner. And, of course, I'll acknowledge every, everybody who emails me, and I'll share these with Chris. Yeah. And we'll put the winners up on our Facebook page. How's that? Uh, uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com is my email address. And, Chris, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope you uh, had a nice Thanksgiving yesterday. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Too <laughs> much a, turkey. <laughs> a, a nice weekend. Also, thanks to Diane Xavier and Cecil Anderson for uh, their uh, participation and help in this show. Also to Dr. Ray Grandy, Jessica Martinez, our other guests previously in the hour. Have a wonderful and restful day and a great weekend. Uh, be thankful for all that we have and praise God Almighty for all of our blessings and follow that spark, right? God bless you. This is the end of GRN Alive Friday. Have a great rest of your day and your weekend. Doc, where are you taking this car? Great Scott Marty, the Guadalupe Radio Network is saving so many souls, and by donating this car, it helps their future. And it's a great tax deduction. Yes! Just call 1-866-628-2277 or go to grnonline.com and click on Donate. That's heavy. No, Marty, not heavy. It's charitable. Flux capacitor not included. A while back, I had a nice little chat with some Jehovah Witness ladies, and they tried to justify their claim to be Christian by saying the early Christians didn't believe Jesus was God. Is this true? Well, of course not. Let me share a few examples. Take John 1.1, where John describes Jesus as the Word and writes the Word was God. Now, in order to get around this, the JWs translate the phrase as the Word was a God. But this is based on a misunderstanding of Greek grammar. Consider also Colossians 2.9, where St. Paul writes, For in him, that is Jesus, 
the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. In 1 Corinthians 8, 6, Paul describes Jesus as the one through whom we exist. Isn't God the one ultimately responsible for the existence of things? So, contrary to what the JWs think, to be Christian, you must believe Jesus is God. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. The biggest problem Gotham City has, besides the Joker, the Riddler, and all those guys, is the lack of Catholic radio. If you're listening to this right now, you're one of the lucky ones that has access to the fullness of truth. Next week is the Guadalupe Radio Network's Christmas share You could be the hero that the GRN needs. So pick up your bat phones, or regular phones, and call in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, at 1-800-476-3311. Why am I giving this message? Because I'm Batman. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.